0: Grumpy Old Geeks, a weekly talk show hosted by Brian Schulmeister and Jason Filippo, discussing the finer points of what went wrong on the internet and who's to blame. Welcome to Grumpy Old Geeks. I'm Jason Filippo. And I'm Brian Schulmeister. Brian, I was reading this, e- this, <laughs> this Time Magazine article called Elon Musk is Convinced He's the Future. We Need to Look Beyond Him. Now, the interesting reason that this is a thing is because this is on time.com. Mm-hmm. Am I losing my shit that he was person of the year in 2021 and now they're throwing him under the bus?
1: Well, you know, uh, people people's uh, opinions evolve and change, Jason. We'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Well, I mean, I I, I guess they did have Hitler as person of the year. So
2: maybe um, – Time has
0: not been kind to that decision. <laughs> no, it is not <laughs> – and they stand by it and saying the person of the year is the person that impacted the world the most that year. Yeah. So we had Elon last year. Uh, I guess Putin's going to be this year?
1: Well, you know, by by that logic, Trump should have definitely been person of the year. D- but
0: that goes back to is he really a person or a Cheeto?
1: No, he's a fucking Cheeto. So. <laughs>
0: Let's move on. <laughs> I just thought it was funny. Yep.
1: That I mean, it is like, you know, people just don't know what to do about Elon. They just – what? What do we do with a problem like Elon? We don't talk about Elon. <laughs> we try not to. We definitely don't talk about Kanye. In the news. Well, the UK is warning TikTok that we might be finding them. Oh. One would argue that you should just, I don't know, find them. Yeah. Rather than warn them that we might fine you. Hmm. Yeah, so they're not just in trouble here in the U.S. over claimed child privacy breaches. The U.K.'s Information Commissioner's Office, or the ICO, has warned TikTok that it might face a 27 million pound fine after the watchdog determined the social network may have broken data protection laws by failing to protect kids' privacy between May 2018 and July 2020. There's a lot of mites and maize in here. Well, you know, this new new king, new prime minister, they don't want to. I don't want to come out of the gate too strong, I guess. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I I don't know what's going on over there. Come on, Charlie. Come on, Charlie. (laughs) By all accounts, it's a total dumpster fire, so who the hell knows. But uh, they're saying that the company may have handled the data of children under 13. Well, first off, yes, they are handling the data of children under 13 without parental consent. Uh, They may have processed special category data, such as ethnicity, sexual orientation, or health, without a legal foundation and didn't offer some necessary information to users in a concise, transparent, and easily understood fashion.
0: Oh, there's there's another one that you left out that this article didn't cover that I saw in another article. Mm, What's that? Political affiliation was one of the things that is
1: a special category.
0: If you're under 13, do you really have?
1: Yes, my child, (laughs) my my six-year-old has a political affiliation. It is the ice cream party. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. I, I like ice cream butts and farts. Oh. That That is uh, that is what I like, so. Well, guess what? He's going to have that his whole life, so he's mm-hmm. done. That's it. Particularly if he's lactose intolerant, then yeah. they all go hand in hand. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a 360 deal. <laughs> well, you know, his mom is a music lawyer, so she's she's uh, well-breached in creating those. Yeah,
0: definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, TikTok is also in the news because yes, they may have to pay a uh, 28 million pound fine. Oh, by the way, or 27 million pound fine. I think they might. They they're using the word may yeah. because as the pound drops, they may have to up that fine a little bit to actually make it worthwhile. <laughs>
1: it's it's worth about it's about five U.S. dollars at the moment. Never has there been a better time to go to London, and I cannot get on a plane and go to London. It's very infuriating. Oh,
0: I know. What's his name? Scott Galloway totally lucked out. Hmm. Anyway, so. Uh, TikTok has broken records as the top grossing app in Q3, which is interesting because app revenue is declining
1: across the board because, you know, they're
0: fucking apps. Who cares anymore? I
1: mean, how, when was the last time you spent money on an app? Is anybody really spending money on TikTok? It's a, it's ad-based revenue, correct?
0: It's ad-based. It, it, see, that's the thing. That's, uh, there's a lot of just kind of shuffling of numbers here. This is kind of number soup. Yeah. Could be just in service of a headline because, you know... TechCrunch does like to, you know, post way too much during a day.
1: (laughs) Yes, they are definitely like the – they are the BuzzFeed of tech journalism.
0: And the BuzzFeed now has, you know, Pulitzers. (laughs) And then we still have (laughs) TechCrunch. Mike Arrington's uh, legacy lives on. But so, yeah,
1: they're doing good. Here's the deal. TikTok's doing good. So they can afford that. It's the number one social media site in the world right now. Of course they are. They're they're fine. They're doing great. I don't know about you. Uh, I've deleted it from – all of my devices, I don't go there. I told you I, I, I was staunchly non-TikTok forever. Mm-hmm. What was it? A month ago, I, I downloaded it and I had it on my phone for a week. And I the, that very next show, I was like, I deleted it because I discovered that... You
0: lost an entire week. <laughs> to TikTok. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just you, you... You turned it on and then you were just in your underwear going, next video, next video,
1: next video. That's the yeah, way it works. You, ter- you turn it on, you're sitting on the crapper, next thing you've got a prolapsed anus. I know. Look, I did a you joke. Dude, it's really close to that. I you know
0: I wonder how many rectal uh, doctors out there are big fans of the talk.
1: Yeah. So uh, I deleted it basically instantly. I, just, uh, I realized I was getting no value on it, but it was insanely addictive. And even though I was getting zero value on it, I was was just mindlessly scrolling it's entertainment you get zero value out of entertainment come on it's for what it does it
0: does it incredibly disgustingly scarily
1: well it keeps you engaged yes but my my point is i don't need what it does no i really do not need that in my life at all so i deleted it immediately the world doesn't need it nobody needs it yeah but it's good at
0: what it does and in more TikTok news, which everybody wants to hear, I'm sure, they are trying to get a deal to let them operate in the United States without changing their ownership structure.
1: Are we are we back to Oracle's going to host the database? Weren't we talking about this five years ago? Uh, no, no, because if
0: it was five years ago, that means Trump has been gone for five years, which I know it has not been that long. So no, <laughs> sadly. Right. No, so what they're trying to do is they're, you know, just working around how they handle the data. Here's the deal. This is never going to work. The Justice Department is working on this, but the Treasury Department says, eh, maybe not. And there's a there's, it's just bad. Just just delete the damn thing. Yeah. Delete the
1: damn thing. Seriously. Just ban it. Kick it out. Ban it like Bannon, baby. No, no TikTok in the U.S. You want to use it, get a VPN. Just get rid of it. Nobody needs it. Trust me. Productivity-wise, nobody needs this. No, we got enough shit to do here. All right. Mm -hmm.
0: I I was watching the night tonight and they're like, quiet quitting is turning into quiet fired. (laughs)
1: Damn right. It is is.
0: I'm like, I don't think there is such a thing as quiet fired. It's just called get the fuck out if you're not going to do your job.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's been an issue more and more. I've been talking to uh, not only people in my own organization, but uh, people I know that are in other, other businesses. And it's like, okay, we put up with this crap for a while, but uh, we know you're not working when you're at home now. Not everybody, obviously. Some people work incredibly well from home. But it's become, now that now that we're kind of mostly back, it's pretty fucking obvious who's quietly quit. Oh, totally. And they're get, they are getting noisily fired. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. That's totally fine. Do your fucking job. Or don't, but then quit.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leave or not. But this whole thing where it's like, I am going to work as little as possible. I'm like, apparently the millennials are back. I think that's all I can say is the millennials are back. So... It's like, oh, no, you guys were doing so good. You have families and houses and all this stuff. But now you're just like, I don't want to work anymore. It's hard. Yeah, no shit. It's hard. Life is hard. Yeah. Do your goddamn job. And it's not about going above and beyond. It's not about going above and beyond. It's about doing the fucking bare minimum to
1: get the company to where it needs to be so they can pay you. 100%. I'm not I'm not asking for people to work 24 hours a day. I'm not asking for people to go above and beyond. I'm asking for the fucking bare minimum here. Do what you're supposed to be doing within a set period of time that I don't even care to set for you. You set it, but just get it done.
0: Exactly. Now that I actually pay people's salaries out of my own pocket, I am acutely aware of these things. I pay very much attention to it. Yes, the tables have turned. Yeah, it has. Like I said, when I opened this place, I'm like, ah, shit, am I going to have to be a Republican now?
1: No, you don't have to go that far.
0: No, I don't. But I tell you what. Do your fucking job, and we're all good. Mm-hmm. So I've had to have a few conversations. It's not good. But uh, we're going to get there. We're going to get there. We're going to move on. Speaking of moving on, Google is working to make search more immersive. What, what, what does that mean? It means that they're going to do more visual crap in your search results.
1: Am I going to go down an intertube to find the Amazon.com website link I was looking for? No, you have to go to the metaverse. Will I enter the metaverse before I can click on the Wikipedia
2: link?
0: All search results are NFTs that you now have to buy on the Ethereum blockchain to actually figure out where you're going to have dinner. That's what it is. You have to buy an NFT reservation at the at the local sushi place just so you can get some yellowtail. That's what it's going to be.
1: Look, I I understand part of our shtick on this podcast is that we kind of crap on technology and we make fun of things and and we point out the you know we're the, we're the devil's advocate in the back corner going yeah did you think about this and, and I, so obviously you know we have a certain bent toward it but. At some point, can anybody else besides us actually stand up and just state innovation for no reason is a fucking bullshit? No, because they have shareholders, Brian. Oh, yes. We have to do this stuff for the shareholders. It's like for the children. That's right. Yes. Remember, shareholder value. Even though
0: we covered on this show, all of these CEOs says it's not about shareholder value. It's about the advancement of the human species. Well, I call bullshit on that. You were just it was just a press cycle. And you guys, you signed the document and did it.
1: You know how I'd like uh, Google's search results to become more uh, immersive? I would like the first 10 pages not to be fucking paid for ads. No shit. That would be pretty immersive for me. Now, the one cool
0: feature that they did talk about, which I do like, is if you're looking at a picture, you can, like a picture of a guy in a shirt, you can say, hey, where can I buy that shirt? Okay,
1: I like that. Oh boy, I, I sense I sense money flying out of influencers' accounts as we speak. Oh seriously. Because that's what that's that's basically what influencers are. They're like, look at what I'm wearing. Here's the link to buy it. If we don't need your fucking Instagram feed for that anymore.
0: Yeah, if I can just screen cap your insta post and then say, Google, sell me this shirt. You have just been cut out of the loop, Mofo. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh you watch MasterChef, right?
1: Uh, I I watch uh, Master Chef Junior.
0: Oh, you don't watch the regular Master Chef. No, I, I love watching the kids do it. It's great. To me, that is the best show on television. Okay, I love that show. Yeah, it's it's phenomenal. It's my happy place. Yeah, Chef Arone is he on the, is he on that or just on the on the main Master Chef?
1: They swap him around, and I actually haven't watched like the last season or two. Okay, just because I never know when it's on anymore because Canada. So
0: okay, well here's the deal: I watch every every season of Master Chef and Master Chef Junior. But Chef Arone has been on the last season and a half. And he's been wearing these awesome floral shirts. Mm-hmm. And everybody says, oh, you would look good in those. And I'm like, they're really hard to find, like the good ones. The ones he wears are $600. Right. I'm not paying $600. But if I could do a Google search and find it and find something similar, it would be easier.
1: For, yeah, 50 bucks.
0: Well, here's the deal. I found a friend who is at least better at Amazon than I am, and she found a shirt for $30 for me and bought it for me, and it's perfect. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Saved a few bucks there, but – you know, if this could be a thing, then it would be great. You know, I know Amazon has something similar with, uh, oh, no, that's the, does does this make my ass look fat camera? Yeah. Yeah, if I could just, you know, grab a picture of a shirt, put it up there, have do the image recognition to find it, and I can buy it. Great. Yes, influencers everywhere are crying in their overpriced avocado toast right now.
1: Is that still a thing, avocado toast? Yes, it is. Okay. All right. Uh, something that isn't go- a thing again, at least for now, and I'm, I'm, I have questions about this, and I, I'm curious on your take. Apple Pay later, which was going to be released alongside iOS 16. This is the you know you don't have the money, but we'll we'll finance it for you, and then jack the price up and charge you for it, and all that sort of stuff. Feature that plenty of people in- and. <laughs> millennial well actually i guess more gen z financial advice is like uh this is a great thing and and you know economists are like this is a very very bad thing look i lived through the 90s and rent a center yeah i know that
0: this is catering to lower income people Mm -hmm. and it is going to take their money Mm -hmm. and it is a terrible thing i am so anti pay later schemes that it, it is right up there with nfts with me
1: so Go ahead. Go on. Well, I remember when they first announced it, you and I were very much like, I can't believe Apple is doing this. Yeah, this, is, this goes against everything that Apple kind of like really stands for. It's a horrible idea. They better not do this. This is ridiculous. Well, it just kind of didn't appear. And now people are saying, oh, there's significant technical and engineering challenges in rolling out the service. This is Apple. They've got good bazillion dollars. They've got a good bazillion engineers. Bullshit. They're having challenges. I think somebody is saying, maybe we shouldn't do this. Yeah. Your thoughts?
0: Yeah, they're saying technical and engineering setbacks, but yeah, I really do think that
1: maybe cooler heads have prevailed somewhere. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking we're never going to see this. Yeah. I think they're they're rolling it back slowly. I really hope they do. I
0: really hope they do because I hate pay later schemes because, I mean, this, it's, it's going to implode. It's going to implode because they're going to find out, well... You know what? Everybody's quiet quitting. Well, we're just going to quietly not pay that fucking bill. Yeah. And we're going to keep that big ass TV and you're not going to come get it. I look at things like this as really just, just terrible for lower income people who can't afford to buy something, but they can just click a button and get it. Yeah. It's like giving credit cards to everybody. Or I don't know. What happened in two thousand? Uh, was it eight when the entire economy collapsed because everybody was getting free houses? Pretty much, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see it as the same thing. I know I'm not an economist. I know I didn't go to school for finance, but I'm. I, I can pretty much have some little common fucking sense here and say, yeah, this is a bad idea.
1: One hundred percent. So we agree. Something interesting, at least for the U.S. It, I don't know what's going to happen here because this is always hard for me in Canada. We were actually thinking about getting a new car just because Toronto is an old city and uh, the car that we have is too fucking big for downtown Toronto. And, uh, you know, I've always kind of been like, after we got the last uh, BMW, I'm like, the next car I'm going to get is definitely going to be an EV. But there are no chargers around anywhere. And I think about, you know, my son's the age of where we're going to road trip a lot. There's no EV charging network anywhere. And, you know, Musk was going to build one across the U.S., but that hasn't happened as quickly as one had hoped. But the Department of Transportation has approved EV charging plans for all 50 states now, as well as Washington, D.C., and Puerto Rico, although they might want to work on getting the power grid up in Puerto Rico first and maybe solving that issue before they, you know, fuck around with EV chargers. But, hey, whatever.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and, And by the way, shout out to our friends in Puerto Rico. Gabriel, I know what you're going through with your dad. Very sorry for you. My heart goes out to you and everybody down there that we that are fans of the show. Yeah. I'm, I'm, oh, God, it's terrible down there again. Again. Jeez.
1: Yeah, I know. And I particularly love this sentence because they use gaming terminology here. As a result of the DOT rubber stamping plans, the Biden administration has unlocked over $1.5 billion in funding for state's EV charger projects. Hit two more mushrooms and what else are we going to unlock? Yeah, it's not a fucking loot crate. Jesus. <laughs> Come on. Oh, yeah. So these funds are going to cover up to 80% of EV charger installation costs with states and private entities covering the rema- remainder of the price. So, so you know, this is a good move forward, except for the fact that we have failing power grids everywhere. Electricity is already taxed left, right, and center. We're in a third world rolling blackout nation half the time. We'll see. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, I'm I'm going to stick with my Jeep right now. I know it's you know, I'm burning dinosaurs, but I literally live a quarter mile from my office, so I'm not feeling too bad. Yeah. I bet you're wishing you kept that mini though. Well, that's actually what we're going to buy. (laughs) Yeah, I knew it. I knew it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're going to sell the BMW and get another mini Countryman here. But I was thinking about getting the hybrid one. But again, there's just not uh, like I would have to spend another 10 grand to basically outfit my garage with a with a fast charger. And I'm just like, oh, fuck it. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. Not the next car. The next next car will be.
0: Yeah, no, I wouldn't get any kind of plug in hybrid. It's just like I mean, even our house is just like it would cost a couple thousand dollars to, to retrofit that. And I'm like, that's a lot of gas. It's not worth it. <laughs> worth like and
1: and like, like you, like there's great public transport in the city here. We barely ever drive our car. Yeah. Like I fill up the tank and gas once every two months at this point. Oh, geez. Yeah. So who even cares then? Yeah. Yeah. Like,
0: screw it. So
1: so I you know, I'm barely I'm barely using a dinosaur leg at this point.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think you're at the toe level. Yeah. You know. Tops. you, you got dinosaur pinky syndrome. That's all. Yeah. You're good. You're good. So As you mentioned a little bit ago that we shit on technology a lot because we are the devil's advocates. Mm -hmm. I just want to talk about for a second how awesome technology is. So we crashed a satellite into an asteroid to try and to try and prevent another Bruce Willis movie about the end of the world, Mm -hmm. even though he has retired. We got we got a story about him in a second. But the Webb telescope and the Hubble telescope have images of the impact and it is just crazy. It is a very strange time to be alive when we're slamming spacecraft into asteroids, and within a couple days, we've got animated GIFs that we can meme out.
1: Excuse me, Jason. That's
0: animated GIFs? No, it's not. Unless you want to be the next motherfucker to land on an asteroid, it's a GIF. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, it is It is cool as shit. Yeah. Like I, The thing is, like my, my kid is super into space and all that, and I, I knew what was going to happen. And I was like, uh, okay, okay, do I show him? Do I show him? Do we watch it live? Mm-hmm. And I'm glad we didn't because if you watched it live, you didn't see shit. Right. But, you know, a day later, two days later, all of a sudden we have these amazing images of it. And I've been showing it to them and it's just been like blown away. So it's, it's so cool. It is
0: so cool. It is so cool. And then, you know, we have live NASA TV. They're like, hey, wait, the ISS our space station. Mm-hmm. Think about it, we we, we always talk about it. it's like oh the ISS is up there blah 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 but when you take a second to stand back and think we have a space station.
1: Yeah, I used to be able to see it before Musk put up all those fucking satellites.
0: Oh, Jesus Christ.
1: Don't even get me started.
0: I was I was happy. I was happy until you just mentioned that. Well, it's what we do. I'm just staying on brand. I know. I know. I know space internet's going to be a thing. Space is not going to be because he's going to pollute the sky so much with his stupid satellites that he can't get to Mars because he just pr- imprisoned us for all of eternity. So, thank you Time Magazine. I'm I'm with
1: you. Yeah. Uh, no, the but the hurricane cover. Uh, my son also into extreme weather. So, like he's having a banner week.
0: Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he's he's happier than a pig and shit. Yeah. Or a Pepe pig in shit. <laughs> so yeah, you could. They had uh, the live coverage of the ISS doing the hurricane flyover, and it was like you know, fifteen minutes, and it was fascinating to watch because we could watch live from a space station about how we're destroying the planet <laughs> with all the technology we're using right now.
1: We can watch DeSantis lose the election in real time because of this hurricane from the space station. It's awesome. Oh, I didn't even think about that angle. Oh,
0: we, we, we've we been a little saucy on the politics this one. I can just hear the unsubscribes. But you know what? I don't I don't care. Fuck off.
1: <laughs> you know what? I, I got a beer. I don't care.
0: Yep. Yep. I got me a little potato vodka from Trader Joe's. I'm a happy man. I'm a happy man. But then, and you know, we've got all this amazing technology out there with, with space going on.
1: Mm-hmm. What should we do with those animated GIFs? Maybe we should turn them into...
0: Fucking NFTs. NFTs. Yes. Facebook and Instagram users in the U.S. can now share NFTs and cross-post between the apps. You talk about a company
1: that is just... Bereft of ideas. Reaching.
0: Reaching.
1: <laughs> reaching. Yeah. By the way, the the... The, uh, Facebook's latest innovation is now peppering my feed with, uh, you may be interested in and like, not even like, just, oh my God, it's so bad. I fucking hate Facebook now. Nobody I know updates anymore. It's such a waste of time. No, everybody's gone.
0: Everybody quit. yeah Everybody I know quit. Like I, every now and again, I'll log in and see if there's any messages for me. And I look at my feed and I'm just like, it is, it, it's just nonsensical garbage.
1: Yeah. That's a waste of time. Yeah. I mean, that's really all it is. screwed the pooch guys. Bet the farm on Meta, which is nothing, and now you're going after NFTs, which has been nothing for, like, six months now. What the hell's going on over there?
0: Well, if that was bad enough, Brian, Mm -hmm. they've actually – you know, how we talked about uh, last episode, how they have, like, a research project where they released uh, some new AI stuff, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Well, they've got some new AI stuff. Okay. Okay. They've got a new, basically, generator that you can put in some text, and it will create a video for you. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And, and it's called, wait for it. Wait for it. Drumroll, please. Mm-hmm. Make a video. Now, look, Microsoft had the monopoly for uninspired, uncreative software for decades. What? You, you didn't like paint? It just goes to meta now. It just goes to meta. Period. 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 That's it. I got nothing. I got nothing.
1: <laughs> it's done. Is it any good? Like, I can actually see how this would be, like, useful to people like, oh, I don't know, us, because we're being told that, you know... You- you got to do reels and all that sort of shit. And you and I cannot be bothered. Do these things make reels for me? Can they can they promote grumpy old geeks with a good reel just based on our show title? That would maybe be useful to me, except for the fact that I don't really care. And I can't be bothered to put out reels. I don't care.
0: No, but here's the thing. It, well, it's not even open to the public yet. Oh, okay. It's, it's a brand new announcement. Hmm. Still working on the
1: pants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Can you – yeah, yeah. Can I make a video of uh, – what was it? Hangouts or whatever in, with pants. Yeah. That's all I want. Pants, please. Mark Zuckerberg in pants. Make me a video. Um, Mark Zuckerberg with a soul, it might choke on. But here we go. Ooh, has anybody put that into stable diffusion yet? I
1: don't know. Hmm. Zuckerberg soul. Somebody try that. Mm.
0: I, I will run that through uh, – I don't. I can't even remember the name of the one that I got. We had so much fun last week. I was done with it. Like, cause we, you know, when we were doing the show notes, I kept sending you all this shit.
1: <laughs> I know. You kept sending them to me. And I was like, I was into it at first. And then, you know, I tapped out about. Oh, a good hour before you did, and you were still sending them to me. And
0: I'm like, Well, because I was doing show notes and editing, and I just like, as I was listening to the show, I was just putting in phrases from the, from the show.
1: I am no longer interested in generated art.
0: Yeah, I was just throwing it into Mid Journey <laughs> and fucking around with it because I could listen to it. I'm like, I know where the next cut's going to be because I was there, you know? <laughs> so
1: I'm like, I mean, you know what? I don't get it. I'm not into it. I, I think it's as, as tremendous a waste of time as like TikTok, basically, but people love it. I mean, have you seen our discord joins since we announced all that artwork would only be on discord like thousands a lot. not thousands but compared not to
0: thousands you know I mean, we know thousands a lot, a lot. of people who listen to this show so <laughs> so people seem to like that crap uh, but it's fun that's the problem with it it's fun and and here's the other thing i mean it's like i don't know how you have an nft company right now because you can just well, maybe that's the thing. You can just make the NFT art with that. But, but who's going to buy it when you can just make it yourself?
1: That's the first thing yeah. I said about this stuff is like it's an it's an NFT factory for people that are never going to buy anything and you're never going to make any money off of it. But it takes all the work out. No, it totally does. I could just mint this myself.
0: I was t- I was telling uh, my friend Joey Rabier, who's my, my video guy now, uh, my old roommate from San Francisco. I said that I, – I don't know if you've noticed in Photoshop now under export, there is a, a line item in the menu baked into Photoshop that says learn how to export an NFT and he just like threw his fucking Coke. and It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's the – that is the correct answer. That is the correct yes. answer. Everyone needs a world-class VPN. Grumpy Old Geeks recommends private internet access to protect your online privacy and identity. Private internet access never keeps any records of their users' online activities, so you can be assured that you have complete privacy and nobody knows what you're doing online. No matter your technical skills, private internet access is one of the easiest VPN apps out there. All it takes to connect is just one click or tap and your data will be encrypted instantly. With just one private internet access VPN subscription, you can connect up to ten devices at the same time. Go to gog.show/vpn and sign up today for a limited time only. You can get our favorite VPN for just two dollars and sixty nine cents a month when you sign up for two years. Gog.show/vpn. That's gog.show/vpn.
1: Okay, it's time to commit.
2: Media candy.
1: I had no idea that James Earl Jones is actually 91. Um, I mean, crazy. He's old, but not that old. Like that's crazy. But uh, you know, good on him. He seems in good health. But you know, you're 91 years old. You want to fucking retire? He had a good Kessel run. He had a good Kessel run. (laughs) Look at you dropping the Star Wars jokes. Bittner would be proud. I know, Papa B. Anyways, you hit 91, you want to retire, and uh, he does. He wants to say goodbye to voicing Darth Vader, and he has actually already done it. Uh, Disney has, uh, with the actor's consent, involved an AI program uh, called Respeacher. It's a Ukrainian startup, so hopefully they're still around, since they're the ones that have got Darth Vader's voice going. Uh, and, uh, yeah, they used him for Obi-Wan Kenobi. So that wasn't actually James Earl Jones. It was a proprietary AI algorithm based on his voice. So Darth Vader can live on.
0: I tell you what, they did a really good job. I didn't they know. They sure as hell did. Yeah. This was the first <laughs> I heard about that. So,
1: yep. So we've already seen it and heard it pretty All cool. Right.
0: All right. So well, we will,
1: uh, we will not lose Darth Vader's voice no matter what happens with James Earl Jones. So Disney can continue to screw the legacy as much as possible. (laughs) Well, hopefully he got a good deal like
0: Bruce Willis did because uh, and uh, uh, apologies to whoever sent us this link because we couldn't find where the original was. But we both know somebody sent it to us and we can't find it. Uh, Actor Bruce Willis becomes the first celebrities to sell rights to deep fake firm. Hope it's a
1: good one. Yeah, I hope I hope, he, I hope it's a good firm, and I hope he got a good deal. Because most of the companies that I know doing deep fake stuff, I don't want to see that Bruce Willis die hardest. Basically, Bruce Willis, he's sixty seven. He's got aphasia, which yep is
0: really bad. I I have aphasia. I actually, uh, I I think I talked about this on the show. I tried to write HTML, and that was one of the languages I have completely lost. I cannot see it anymore. I look at it. I mean, I'm already dyslexic. But when I look at it, I cannot understand it anymore.
1: Well, I suppose it's time that we come clean, uh, everybody. The, we actually have not heard the real Jason DeFilippo for five episodes now. We sold his rights to a deep fake firm, and we've been using we've been using a combination <laughs> of respeacher and a deep deep porn uh, to recreate Jason DeFilippo for the last few episodes. You did not notice? If you're doing deep deep porn, that would be deep throat. Come on. Okay.
0: Come know. on. <laughs> you left that one on the table. I did. Uh well, I mean it's good for him that he's actually you know I mean, he's basically trying to uh make as much money off of his legacy as he can for his family and himself. So Yeah. I'm fine not? with that. Dude, dude, take do what you can. Absolutely do I, you what know, you can. That's Sure. I just feel sure. bad. I didn't know he had aphasia. I thought he had like, you know, diabetes
1: or something, but uh Oh no, no. We talked about it on the show. Oh yeah, you have aphasia.
0: You don't remember. Well, that's the thing. I think we talked about it before I had the stroke. So, yeah, I fucking forgot. Sorry. <laughs> right. My brain no worky. Yeah.
1: So the problem with this is that we're now going to get more horrible diehard films. Uh, the only way that this could have been worked out is if Alan Rickman also would have sold his rights before he passed away. And then we could have gotten a good Hans Gruber, Bruce Willis rematch. But that's not ever going to happen. Now. There's
0: always so. the estate. There's al- you, yeah, I mean, look true. look how many how many websites did you do for dead people? Oh, my God. I'm still doing websites for dead people or at least close to dead so what's the difference what's the difference how long is it till the deep fakes come out that come to music and there's a new Jimi Hend- hendrix album what do you think
1: we'll talk off air about that cause oh we'll, jesus we'll
0: fucking off-air. christ it's real god damn it i can't
1: talk about that yet okay well next oh, up. but what i can talk about <laughs> is netflix adaptation <laughs> of the three body problem which will arrive in 2023 at its Dome event the other day Netflix shared an update on its uh, highly anticipated adaptation of the Three-Body Problem. <laughs> to who? I am curious who's highly anticipating this. I mean, we read the series. The first book was really good. Yes. It went rapidly downhill after that, but it's it's one of those books that I have Well, let me let, let me clarify. I, it did not go rapidly downhill.
0: It went from it went 1600 pages downhill after
1: that which was very very slow to get through yeah it was the first book was great the 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 next two not so much but even the first book i i scratch my head going how are they possibly going to present this
2: <sighs>
1: i i just don't see it we and saw it the trailer game of thrones showrunners david benioff and db weiss oh no really
0: mm-hmm. oh yeah I had no idea that it was them. I saw yep. the original trailer from the Chinese version. Remember yeah. that one? Yes, it, I do. it was basically a deep impact type of trailer. It was, you know, yeah. um yeah. what is it? Michael Bay. It was very Michael Bayed out. Yes, which is not the book at all. No. The fact that you said it was Benioff and Weiss. Yeah. I will not even bother watching the trailer on this. <laughs> These guys they can't do a goddamn thing. No, we're done. We're done. It's over.
1: Now, no, to be fair, they can do a damn thing. They just can't stick the damn landing. That's
0: right. That's right. So, uh, well, yeah. neither could the author of the original book. So uh, well, we've got two people enough. here Maybe who can't a, stick the landing. It's a, yeah,
1: It's a match made in three-body heaven.
0: Oh, God. Yeah. This is going to be uh, a dark streaming problem, not a dark forest problem. Uh but speaking of shit that nobody wants to see, Avatar the Way of the Water tra- uh teaser trailer landed.
1: Here's the thing though, you're wrong. I don't know why, in much the same way that I don't understand why everybody isn't deleting TikTok off their phone, goddamn a lot of people want to see this fucking drivel.
0: Didn't they just make another billion dollars or something last week when they re-released Avatar in China?
1: Yeah. So yeah. some, and it's out, there's like It's back million. out in the theaters in the US and it's it's uh people are more people are going to see that through their movie pass subscriptions than anything else.
0: You know, there's a show called Pocahontas from Disney that you can get on Disney Plus for 4.99 a month. It is the exact same story.
1: Yeah, but it doesn't involve 7-foot tall blue people. Yeah. No. Yeah. Sorry. Nick, I no. hated I hated the first Avatar. I walked out of that movie. Going, my God! Is I, I was laughing. I thought it was so bad. It's so bad. Joke, jokes, jokes on us, Jason. Best selling, best selling movie of all time.
0: Well, Ever. we also, we also issued crypto, 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 crypto and NFT. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, we're right about a lot of things, but maybe we're really wrong about the things that the normies and the plebes want. I guess. So no,
1: I'll just stick to the fact that we're right and they're wrong. There's just a lot of wrong people in the world. Yeah,
0: I'm 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 fine yeah. with that. I'm fine with that. I would just like their money, but damn. Yeah,
1: well, we should make an avatar,
0: an avatar NFT through mm-hmm. mid-journey that we yeah. can sell on Meta. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's where we've that's that's like, really where we've gotten to.
1: Don't worry, I've got the soundtrack covered. It's going to be done by every great dead artist known to man.
0: Okay, yeah, we have to talk after this episode cuz I'm really <laughs> fucking curious. Can't. Think um, so Netflix is building its own game studio because, you yep. know, why not? <laughs> why the fuck not? Um, I didn't re- I, I I know that their whole thing is renting your time. It's all about time. Yes. You give them you gives them some monies and they give you entertainment.
1: I this look, I actually think this is a great move for them. It, it makes perfect sense. There's way more money in gaming than in TV and in movies. Way more. They used to rent games, though, and it wasn't mm-hmm. a viable
0: business for them. Now they're going to give them away with a subscription, which I've got all of them installed on my phone. You know how many mm-hmm. I've played out of, like, the eight games I've got? One for five minutes. That's it. Yeah. But I guess I'm, old... I'm not the target audience. I'm an old You're
1: not the target audience guy. at all. Yeah. The, the target audience, honestly— that they're building this for is my kid, who does not oh, new, know no games yet, yeah. but will soon. Yeah, that's they are targeting my kid right now. You know, it makes total sense. Look, I, I, my kid already knows Netflix. He knows the interface. He can he can zoom around it in on my iPad like no tomorrow.
0: You know, I, I am being kind of facetious about it, but Netflix has seen the future more than
1: once, so. Mm-hmm. I'm cool with them
0: giving it a shot.
1: It's everybody is like down on Netflix right now, particularly you know with the stock price and everything like that. Everybody's like, "Oh, Netflix! Oh, that's yesterday's news!" Bullshit. These guys have pivoted. These guys have pivoted so many times already. Yeah, and I think their move to gaming is incredibly smart.
2: Yeah,
0: I mean, I will never cancel my Netflix account. That is that is like at the top of the list of the one thing that I will never cancel. Like everything else, I will like you know flip through. We're going to talk about uh, Paramount Plus in a second and, uh, you know, that I come and go on. All of them I come and go mm-hmm. on. Like I my BET subscription is up at the end of the month because I wanted to watch, watch uh, Ms. Pat Season 2. You know, right. I come and go on those things. But Netflix is one of those ones where that's a staple.
1: Yeah, for me it's Disney. Like that's that will be the last to go. Well, but, you got uh, a kid. I get it. Netflix, Netflix is way up there. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I mean if I, if I had a kid, sure, Disney Plus. But Netflix for me is like there's always something always something and if you look at the 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 money they spend on this shit it's ridiculous it's like i can always Mm -hmm. find something there so uh yeah the game stuff yeah go for it it's gonna be great it's gonna be great
2: ups and doodads
1: armchair rambo wrote in a question about brave browser it started it suddenly started showing me ads today i've made four cents is this happening with anyone else i have ten dollars in my old wallet so what the hell my question, did Brave just figure their shit out and now suddenly I'm being served ads? Jason, I know you are using Brave. I like it except when it sucks. I feel that way about just about everything. everything.
0: Life. <laughs> I that's mean, that life, my man. That is my life's motto. <laughs> yeah, that's... Yeah, come on, Rambo. That, that is life right there. I love it except when it sucks. Duh.
1: <laughs> Ow. God, why didn't I read that before and find that funny? That's a fucking Sun Tzu right there. Deep Thoughts by Armchair Rambo yeah I don't see a more secure browser on the current landscape. Thanks for what you guys do Rambo um okay here's the deal that uh that ad
0: shit just get rid of it. It's done show title is i like it except when it sucks well i i am trying to paste it right now because it was such a great show title. There we go. I like it except when it sucks which is which is basically that could be literally the name of our podcast What's going on
1: my fucking tombstone. <laughs>
0: That is – actually, yep, that would be a good one. Um, <laughs> I like it except when it sucks. Yes. Uh, Blowjob, same thing. <laughs> All of it. Everything. The world. So, yes, you can turn that off. Get rid of that crap. That is the – you know, their um, their bat. Uh, and you, yeah. you, you watch ads to get some bat. Well, fuck the bat. Get rid of the bat. Um, turn it off. Uh, that Yeah, you get, you made four cents. The ads are intrusive. They're a pain in the ass. And I guarantee you, I guarantee you, I don't care what Brave says. Those advertisers are
1: tracking your ass. So Yes, they are, 100%. That's the yeah. way the entire ad model works right now. End of story.
0: Yeah. So I do have another Brave story, though. Brave Browser is going to start blocking the annoying cookie consent banners. Well, Brave, I've already got a plug that does that, so you're a day late and a dollar fucking short. <laughs> so, done there. Thanks for being late to the party again, brave, and turn off all that crypto yeah. crap, please.
1: And I saw this, and I thought this was really interesting, uh, except for one caveat, which I will add at the end. Uh, this, I saw uh, Pitchfork noted that Aphex Twin, one of my favorite uh, music artists of all time, particularly his ambient work. Like we talked oh, about, so like good. programming yeah. uh, music for programming the other week. Just put on any of Aphex Twin's ambient albums, and you're set to go. And engineer David Griffiths have released SampleBrain, a free sample mashing app that turns audio files from your computer into sample blocks you can use for projects. You can recreate a sample using tracks in your music library or craft a 303 riff from unexpected sounds, blah, blah, blah. The app is available in ready-to-use versions for Mac and Windows computers. You can build a Linux-friendly edition as well. Uh, You may need some technical know-how to use this app. It's not for rookie musicians. Uh, This idea has been around for a long time. He said he first envisioned the app back in 2002. Uh, He'd hired an engineer to work on the software in 2014, uh, but he didn't say much else about it until now. So they basically just kind of, uh, they they didn't know how to stop building it. So they just stopped building it and released it. And uh, my point here being just in time when Nobody has music libraries on their computers anymore because everybody screams, at, screams exactly.
0: everything. Talk about a little bit so, late to the party. So so
1: the lack of any kind of uh, library on my computer anymore, because I no longer have a library on my computer anymore, this thing could run all day on my computer and it would find basically just Grumpy Old Geeks audio files. That's the only thing that exists on my computer at this point. You would have
0: some really so, good shocking remixes.
1: Shocking. <laughs> <laughs> shocking. Oh, now we're going back to like the original Dune. Shocking! (laughs) That is.
0: (laughs) Oh God, Brian in the Weirding way. That that'll be the first track.
1: Weirding module. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) I still have 150 gig of audio on my computer, so I, I, I could probably use this.
1: Well, I have my old drive, and I, I, I'm curious, but, like, the thing is I'm just old now. And, like, if I would have had something like this back in, oh, I don't know, 2002, when you first came up with this idea, I would have fucking been as happy as a pig in a shit, and I probably wouldn't have left the house for, like, eight months and crafted crazy albums. But, you know, you you waited 18 years.
0: So I, I think Aphex Twin has has come up with the same problem that I – where I've come up with the same problem that he has uh, mm. with this studio. I am solving problems on a daily basis that I don't have because I think, well, what if somebody wants this? Well, let me go spend – Has anybody five, asked for it yet? Well, let me go spend $5,000 to make has sure they do ask. anybody asked for it yet?
1: No, nobody's asked for it. Then we're not building it yet. You need a project manager, Jason.
0: I do. I do. I have I, I my entire team now knows that if I start to go down the line and just go that, they're like, doesn't exist. We I was don't like, build
1: it until somebody asks for it.
0: Mm-hmm. That's exactly that is willing it. to pay for
1: it. Yeah. Yeah. So like
0: everything in this room is almost basically around things that I, th- the mental model of, man, it would be cool if we did this here. <laughs> But nobody's going to pay me for it. But it would be cool if we did it here. So I'm just now. I'm in search of the people that would think it would be cool if they could come here and do it because I can do it. So, and I think Apex Twin got caught caught in that loop in twenty or two thousand two, and just kept going. Well, what if the app did this? Well, what if the app did this? What if the app did this? Well, what if somebody wanted this? You know, I can see that later. Yes yes my brain can see that Uh, so well so i'm glad he finally released smacked him in the head and said just fucking put it out
1: yeah so we got another uh another cooking robot jason chipotle has a tortilla robot oh i thought they had a salmonella robot well they got that too they're putting this one in a real robot or in a real restaurant. And I do hope they clean it occasionally so they don't have that issue again. Yeah, uh, This is good. And and actually, it's right near where I grew up. So you might have to make a trip down there, Jason. You might have to go on a robot tour. Nope. Soon. <laughs> uh, the tortilla robot will soon be in Fountain Valley, California in October. It will start cooking tortilla chips. Feedback from customers and workers will help the company decide on a national rollout. If I were the worker, I would be cooking the robot into <laughs> Seriously. Because you will not have that job soon.
0: Or I just poured some hot grease in the robot. Oopsies. <laughs> you know?
1: Yeah. And in something that does make a little bit more sense, but I mean, again, solving problems that don't exist, artificial intelligence will influence some human cooks too. They're piloting a demand-based cooking system that uses AI to tell staff what and when to cook based on forecasts for how much they'll need. That's smart. Now- That's fucking smart. It is. It is. But do we need an AI system to do that? Because I worked at Disneyland when I was 16, which was many, 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 many moons ago. And guess what? They had those forecasts without AI. They knew almost to the person how many people would be in the park every day ahead of time, well ahead of time. They knew how many people to staff for every day, weeks in advance, because they had those forecasts. Without any AI model. I used to work at McDonald's. It was my first job when I was 16. We knew when the
0: dinner rush was. We knew when the lunch rush was. We knew Mm -hmm. how many patties we had to have on the grill by certain Mm -hmm. times of the day. You know why? We had a human that looked at the books and said, this is how many we sell. So Mm -hmm. let's do 10% over that, see if that works. Mm -hmm. And and then we check our wastage after that. And if the wastage Mm -hmm. is too great, then we dial it back. It's mm-hmm. not a hard problem to solve. It's already a solved problem. Except you have to hire a human to do it. And they don't want to pay Eww. the humans. They would rather well, pay. They build the tortilla ch- cooking robot? Well, no, they'd rather pay 300,000% for software developers to write a fucking program that is going to be probably half as useful as the human that could do it. You yep. did it. You saw it. I saw it. Yep. I didn't even yeah. think about that until you brought it up.
1: I remember the charts. I was 16 years old busing tables on Main Street in Disneyland in Orange County. And there was a chart that lets you know exactly how many people would be in the park a month in advance. You And your schedule was based on that. Like, this is back in the day where I probably had, oh, I don't know, two drives in my computer. Both of them floppy. Here's the deal.
0: When we were both 16, we both worked at, at restaurants and the restaurants knew how to do this. Period. Mm -hmm. So we don't need AI. Nope. Now, one thing we do need is the OG app. It's called Mm -hmm. the OG app. Original gangster. I put the link in here uh, because it's about Instagram. The IG, Mm -hmm. they had the OG for the IG. Now, I put a link in here to the TechCrunch article that says, the OG app promises you an ad-free Instagram feed. And I did not even read the article Because I read the title and I said, this will be dead in the water by the time the show airs. What's the next link I have? It's already Apple removed the OG app from the App Store for unauthorized access to Instagram servers. No shit. (laughs) Duh. Fucking duh. You shall not disturb the advertising feed. You shall not disturb the Zucks Bucks. Period. Mm -hmm. Period. Uh, The links will be in the show notes. I'm not even going to fucking go into it because it's like every great app that that works on APIs gets killed because –
1: You're building on an API that can be changed.
0: Well, and and shut off because if these companies gave the API developers a path to monetization where everybody could win, we would be in a much different world because we would have all the best Twitter apps in the world. We would have all the best Facebook and Instagram apps because these people – build great software that they did but they just don't want to work for you so anyway but that would have been great software let's talk about bad software for a second star trek's lower deck the badgy directive uh this is an ios Mm -hmm. and android game Mm -hmm. i've seen bad games in my life uh this is worse than lower deck season one is all i gotta say Mm. and if you've listened to the show before you know what i'm saying have you tried it
1: no, I'm not a gamer anyways. Why would I try it when I didn't even know it existed until you sent me a text saying this is the worst piece of shit I've ever played in my life? Okay, we're done. Next. Amazon had their event. Okay, which one? <laughs> I don't know if you knew, but they do uh, they do hardware and stuff. I know something about that. I forgot but... to uh, mute my, well, I will call it an Alexa because I use a different word for it and that, that won't make it go off right now. So they've got uh, new Alexas, Kindles, and Ring devices. They also had a few surprises up their sleeve for Eero and some of its subsidiaries. So we've got a Kindle with a stylus. Yay. Yep. There's some big, uh, big innovation there. The Kindle scribe features a 10.2 inch, 300 PPI front lid display and a magnetic pen. Ooh, they've updated Alexa by doing a new Alexa studio that features a new spatial audio processor that Amazon claims allows the speaker to deliver better stereo sound with greater width clarity and presence okay mine work fine they sound great yeah my old ones uh echo dot the useless hockey puck yeah that that thing does was terrible. they gave it yeah. the, they apparently gave it a larger driver which okay. i'm sure still sounds like crap oh, shit yeah uh the adorable sibling the echo dot with clock oh the one with the camera in it no camera anymore i think now features a more capable display that can show information like current artist and song title
0: well all i wanted is to show me the time and the weather but it had a clo- yep, it had that's, camera that's in it that did not want it. Yeah,
1: no camera. Yeah. Uh, remember the security drone and patrolling robot that they announced that nobody bought? Yeah. Yeah, they stopped going down that stupid path, and they're just kind of doing regular things now. Two new cameras from Ring, the Spotlight Cam Pro and Spotlight Cam Plus. Won't buy either. Which include yeah. advanced bird's eye view motion detection technology. <laughs> okay. Exciting. <laughs> Blink. Blink. Their other home security company, because why have just one, is also releasing new products. Today it announced the $100 wired floodlight camera. Have you ever
0: tried to wire up a floodlight camera? It is a pain in the ass. You you yeah, have to no hire an electrician you. to do it or you will die.
1: Period. Yes. Actually, I'm pretty good with electrical. I would probably only get maimed.
0: Okay. Well, you'd only lose a couple yeah. fingers
1: uh eero has some new announcements uh but if if you already own one of the company's mesh wi-fi devices uh i guess you'll appreciate whatever because now the useless echo dot speakers will now double as eero wi-fi extenders nope don't care about that next yep don't care i'm already taken care of yep add one to your existing network and you can add as much as 1000 square feet of additional coverage they are also preparing an internet backup feature that will automatically switch your router to an alternate connection during internet outages. That's good. That's actually
0: really good. That is good. actually
1: kind of nice. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. That is coming. Unfortunately, that's available in the dreaded air quote coming months. Probably when my lease is up in the place that I'm at that I could actually use it for. Great. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, so they've got also a more uh, business-aimed thing. The Eero PoE6 draws power from an Ethernet connection, making it easier to mount on a wall or ceiling, offering speeds of up to 1.5 GPS and a maximum of 2,000 square feet of coverage. It will be available this October for 300 bucks. That would be great. That actually except... I would have used in my house.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I would, would I would it, normally but, get the... Because that yeah. would actually be perfect for my, my studio here because I could actually put that in the yeah. middle and run Ethernet up to it, but... Um... If for three hundred bucks, I could actually spend another five hundred bucks on an electrician to come in and actually run the cables for it, so that that might be something I get. Yeah,
1: yeah,
2: yeah. Because yeah, the uh, other problem with the, to...
0: the, Eero's, um, the the Eros, the the Ero Pros with the Eero Pro Sixes, is that it is really hard to get like true gigabit over that stuff. So if this can do yeah, 1.5, we ta- we've talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. If this yeah. can do 1.5. It, it's actually useful. So that we've got one. We've, we've got one, <laughs>
1: one thing to <laughs> we've <try. got>
0: one. <sighs> uh
1: Just quickly through these other ones. Cause we don't really give a crap. Uh, they have a no contact sleep tracker called the halo rise. Stupid A low energy sensor to detect movement and respiratory patterns. Of the person sleeping closest to it. If you get busy, it gets confused.
0: Uh. Well, yeah, yeah, seriously. Um, do you want an Amazon device staring nope. at you while you sleep?
1: No. Nope.
0: We didn't even want the is this my ass is my ass fat camera. Do you want something that's literally staring at you while you sleep? No. No. Nope. I mean, even when I look when I wake up and my dogs have their eyes open, I get creeped out. I'm like, God, don't look at me. Come on.
1: Yeah. Uh, They've refreshed their Fire TV Cube. I bought one of those when it first came out, and they hoped that it would actually allow me to control my TV, change channels, and all that sort of stuff. That thing never worked. I'm sure the new one doesn't either because it's all too complicated. If you really want it to work with uh, your TV, you will also just buy their TV because now they're doing TVs as well called the Omni line. Uh, what else? Uh, there's some update in the future for Echo Show 15s that will let you basically play more of their video, which I don't want. I want it to play music and tell me the weather and let me know when the Dodgers are playing and that's about it. And I don't want my kid to be able to start asking it to play videos, which is what ends up happening. So to hell with that. And there's a new Echo Auto that nobody will give a crap about. Yeah, I thought that was dead already. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, they're, they're, it's not dead yet, but now they're trying to get in. I think they're trying to get in with the auto manufacturers and have it baked in. We'll see.
0: At the library. Based on your recommendation uh, a couple of weeks ago when you gave me that list of old school sci fi mm-hmm. titles, uh, I got The Forever War by Joe Haldeman.
1: Yes. Love you
2: think?
1: it. Absolutely yeah, really love good, it. right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm picking up yeah. the rest of the series. series. It's hardcore, just like, you know, strong sci-fi. I love mm-hmm. this
1: book. We 100% agree on that. I also love the series. It's fantastic. Uh, a little bit of sad news in the world of sci-fi. Matthew Mather uh, rather unexpectedly passed away. Uh, not that old. He was born in 69, so kind of closer to you, 52 years old. Died yeah. suddenly on September 13th. Uh, I, I heard it was a car accident, unfortunately. Oh, well, good. Um, okay. He, okay, he that re- that actually is a relief to me.
0: When I hear people dying yeah. of natural causes is when I get upset. If he died in a car accident, yeah, that's tragic. But whew, whew dodged a bullet on that one. <laughs>
1: In addition to writing, he worked in cybersecurity and as a hardware and software developer and technology consultant. I do remember that was in his backpack uh his uh, resume basically when I first found him. He is a, a prime example of what I called shitter sci-fi. Yeah, that's like, what I thought. Yeah. I thought he was your shitter yes, guy. <laughs> they, they were they were super easy reading. It was basically the same blueprint every time, you know, it was the it was the you know, the strapping professor type who ends up having some sort of relationship with some great woman. But the technical details were always spot on because, you know, cybersecurity and a hardware and software developer. He was really good with near near future sci-fi stuff that was technically spot on and just fun kind of like action, quick shitter reads, perfect shitter sci-fi. So sad to hear that he's passed. And now I have to like go through and see like, was he in the middle of a series? Because like, I don't remember anything about any of his books except that i liked to liked them when i was reading them so it's kind of
0: like daniel suarez so sorry to
1: hear that you know very similar to daniel suarez i think daniel suarez was probably a bit more of a like good sci-fi writer when he was hitting on all 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 first cylinders. two books ever since then
0: yeah. shit or sci-fi yep come on exactly you know those yep. first two books uh demon and freedom downtime fantastic Those were great but yeah. yeah the rest of them even shitter sci-fi is, is giving it a little more, more credit. shit than sci-fi yeah, exactly give a little more credit than he's fucking worth on that one but first two books fantastic um so should okay if i wanted to pick up a matthew mather book uh for just shits literally shits and giggles is there anyone that uh, jumps out that you would like the most Ooh, i would go
1: with nomad
0: was it a series or was it a standalone? It
1: is, Nomad actually goes into a series, but I think it, yeah, it was. It was probably one of his best premises. Added to the queue.
2: Security. Ha!
0: Welcome back to Security, ha! With Dave Bittner. Dave is the host of the CyberWire podcast, co-host of the Social Engineering podcast, Hacking Humans with Joe Kerrigan. Dave is also the co-host of Caveat with Ben Yellen where they discuss law and policy and surveillance and privacy and the new Control Loop podcast where they discuss ICS and OT. Hello, Dave.
3: Well, hello. I have to admit I'm a little grumpy today.
0: (laughs) I'm looking forward to your grumpitude, sir. Is there anything that you can share with the audience that uh, may explain your – your state of mind?
3: No, it's one of those things where it's not any one particular thing. It's just been a week that has kind of pecked away at me, and uh, I think I'm I am tired and exasperated, and I can't point to any one thing that you know ticked me off or put me over the edge. But I'm just I've had enough, and I'm ready for the weekend. So this is the perfect time to be recording this show. So TGIF. away we go! Damn it. Woo. <laughs> Let's
0: do it. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Let's go get some jalapeno poppers and some cheap beer and call it a day.
3: There you go. Yeah, yeah. You can't drink all day if you don't start early. Exactly. Exactly. That has been my life <laughs> philosophy. That's
0: the way it goes. Um, yeah. I, I, I may have a, an idea of why you're so grumpy. Um, I have a new show coming up called Boot Up with Jason, and yes. it's a it's it's late. It has not launched yet, but it will be launching on Monday. <laughs> Uh, because daily shows are hard
3: and if 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 there's anybody <laughs> hold on that, a that hold, yeah. hold on one second yeah. hold on just give me one second <laughs> 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 oh. Oh. okay i'm back okay. you were saying
0: <laughs> <laughs> hopefully that released a little bit of the grump but yeah <laughs> oh so it turns out yeah i i it's not just uh, workflow changes. There are lifestyle changes that have to be made mm-hmm.
3: because you mm-hmm. have to be there oh, at the yeah. same
0: time every day. I mean, yes, uh, the show that I'm doing, I have to record at seven o'clock at night because it needs to come mm-hmm. out in New York for the morning. And right. uh, I figured seven o'clock is a good time instead of getting up at three o'clock in the morning to do it, <laughs> which was originally yeah, sure. my idea, by the way. Get up early okay. and do it. that was stupid. <laughs> but i it dawned on me that wait a minute, all of the news is done for the day, basically by six o'clock west Coast time, so come to the office, you know, finish writing everything. I write across the day, but then finish writing it up and then record it and publish it and go home and pet the dogs. yeah, sure. that's still hard. <laughs> just getting that getting that uh that down because usually by seven o'clock at night, I got my jammies on, and I'm watching TV. So uh, it has been a it has been a difficult transition, but hopefully it will be out on Monday. And uh, yeah,
3: yeah, Yeah. you know, obviously I've lived this life. Uh, It's a little easier on me now than it was when we were in the earlier stages of our startup mode, when it was just a handful of us and everything was up to me, yeah. <laughs> you know, to yeah. when I was the talent, and I was uh, also the editor, and published everything and all that kind of stuff. You know, I have a lot more support than I used to, uh, and the ability to take a day off because I have. You know, we actually have a, a pretty deep bench these days. But um, I certainly know what you're talking about, and to me, this is one of those things that illustrates that the folks who do this type of thing well. Make it look easy, mm-hmm. but it's not. Oh, right? so not easy. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, and we've seen lots of organizations come and go, even within just our little corner of the world doing cybersecurity stuff. Every now and then, somebody will spin up a cybersecurity daily, and we, you know, we wish them well and. Uh, very few of them stick. Yeah. Tell me when I can
0: buy your microphones is pretty much what I ask (laughs) new podcasters. Right.
1: Right. Exactly. Yeah. Let me know when the fire sale is coming.
3: That's it. (laughs) Right. Right. But uh, to your point, though, specifically, it does take away some of your lifestyle flexibility. It's the old uh, time to make the donuts thing. Yeah. From the old Dunkin' Donuts ad where uh, you can't just say, you know what? I'll do this tomorrow. I want to go to the movies today, or you know, I, yeah. wanna, I whatever. <laughs> no, you are on a schedule and a daily publishing schedule that demands a lot from you, and uh, yeah, it's a real challenge. So I, I, you have my empathy, my friend. You have my empathy, but what I think what also once you settle into the rhythm of it, um, you'll figure it out, and you'll figure out ways that you can, you know, build in a little bit of flexibility and and uh you know heaven for fend even uh, take a day off from now and then or ha- find a backup or something AI. like that or even just build up well build up enough goodwill with your audience that if you say uh you know hey everybody we're not publishing tomorrow that they go oh okay that's cool mm-hmm. of course it's hard it, now <laughs> the other part of this is that if you have advertisers which i suspect is part the only of the reason i'm doing here <laughs> <laughs> exactly. There you go. Yeah. That it's harder to say to them <laughs> that we're going to take a day off and them to go, oh, cool. Yeah. OK. We'll still send you money. You know, it just doesn't generally work that way. No, so. it doesn't. It doesn't. So that's that's the thing. It's like getting
0: getting everything in order so it's ready to go. So I don't miss those days because, you know, I did a mm-hmm. bunch of test shows and then life happens and it's like, oh, I didn't I didn't account for this. I didn't account for that. That's why I haven't published yet because I know that when I start, I need to stay on it. So I just – I thought that right. you would get a kick out of the fact that I'm starting up a
3: daily tech news podcast. <laughs> I do. I do. I do. But you know what? I think you're up for it. You've got the – you have the uh, stick to to you know see something like this through, or at least take it. You're you're not going to quit after six episodes like most people do. <laughs> oh God, no, right? No, no, right? no. <laughs> and I already even figured out like
0: you know because the studio is you know still only a quarter of a mile from my house, but it's still a quarter of a mile that I have to get in the car and drive. So mm-hmm. I set up a, a a little external home recording studio so I can still record at home with the same quality. Just in case I have a sick dog, like I did this week. That was one of the reasons that we were on, you know, I couldn't get it out because I had a sick dog. And if there's a sick dog, you drop everything and you take care of the dog. So that's right. Yeah. That's right. So I set up a whole recording studio at the house again, even though (laughs) I'm in a hundred thousand dollar studio right now. And I, right. I I have a microphone on a stick at home, but yeah. Yep. Yeah, I keep trying to get out and they keep pulling me back in. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, no, no, I mean, uh, because the impetus is that I read 4,500 headlines a week for this show Mm -hmm. and we use like Mm -hmm. eight. (laughs) So it's like, I'm just tired of wasting effort. And the competition out there for general tech news shows for daily stuff is abysmal as far as I can tell. So I'm going to throw my hat in the ring. Why the hell not?
3: Yeah. Yeah. I had a friend uh, a couple years back who was, uh, her career had been as an editor of a regional newspaper, um, back in the heyday of that, you know, when that was before all the bad things we've seen happen to those sorts of things. So Mm -hmm. she was really, you know, the wave when, when, you know, the, oh, it was a weekly newspaper that was over a hundred pages and, you know, she had hundreds of, uh, reporters and photographers and all that kind of stuff. And a couple of years ago, she and I were having lunch and she said, you know, I think the future is not so much for the editors, which was the job she did. She said, I think it's for the aggregators mm. because people value their time and they want their news filtered through someone they trust. And to me, that's one of the big value propositions you're presenting here with uh, your boot up show is that with your background and your knowledge and, and the fan base you already have, people are going to be able to say, yeah, that's a filter I want to get my news through. And uh, so I, I think you're going to – I think you're onto to something here.
0: I hope so. I hope so. Because – and the other yeah. thing is, yeah, most shows uh, just find one source and read it verbatim, which drives me crazy because mm. if I'm listening to that show, I'm like, I've already read that article. And and the, the best ones is when they uh, say they, – they reference the image in the article. <laughs> It's great. It's like scroll oh, up or whatever. I'm just like, did right. you not take the time or even want to retake it and
3: edit it? No. Why not? Yeah.
0: And those shows are getting seventy five thousand downloads an episode. And I'm like, oh my God.
3: <laughs> well, that's how we started Cyberwire. You know, it was originally just gonna be me reading the daily news. Because they were they had already been doing the email newsletter for a few years before I joined up. And so the original idea was I was just gonna read that and that would be it. So it'd just be a different way to consume it. And that didn't last long because, but we but we saw the ways all the ways that that doesn't work, which is what you just described. But then we also started to see all the other opportunities of doing interviews and you know just making it its own thing, and and that's led us to where we are today. So yeah,
0: which is a juggernaut. You are the guys. I've actually worn your t-shirt to the gym, and people are
3: people like to stop me and say, "Hey, I love those shows." So oh, that's you know. nice. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yep. No, it's it's been quite a ride, and. We're still going. You're still going. Every, every day, every day. day. <laughs> every day. <laughs> All right. Well,
0: you know, this is the security segment, so we should talk about Star Wars next.
3: Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so uh, I have not caught up as much as I would like to because we've had a sick family member and we, the deal is we watch these shows together. Yep. Uh, but I did watch the first episode of Andor and I enjoyed it very much. Um I know you guys are a couple more episodes in than I was, so I have to say I was left scratching my head a little bit that Brian would have said he was bored by this show because, to me, there was a good amount of action. There was murder. Yeah. (laughs) You know, there was all kinds of stuff going on in the world building. There were some funny moments. So maybe episode two is a real snooze fest. But so far, just with the one that I've seen so far, it felt like Star Wars. I thought the characters were interesting. The situations were interesting. So I'm certainly going to continue watching.
0: Well, good. Yeah. I mean, I I loved the first episode. Uh, The second episode was more character building, which is great. I Mm. love character development. You know, they kind of leave that out in TV shows nowadays. So it's a nice refresher. And then by episode three, it's full on action and kicking off. And then episode four slows down a bit, but it's still Awesome. I I absolutely love this show. I think it is one of the best ones. Hmm. I you know, I I'm a fan. I like it better than Boba Fett, personally, at this point. Okay. So
3: Yeah. I saw someone mention this week that uh evidently this show has now officially made sex canon within the Star Wars universe. Okay. Hmm. Yes. <laughs> I them, so I don't know if there's if there are some, some lovers or someone comes out of a room putting their boots on or something, you know, the way they used to do it in Star Trek. But I, I And then someone countered and said that, no, no, that that had already happened in the, uh, the hotel that uh, Disney has down in Florida, the Star Wars hotel, okay. the Galaxy Star Cruiser. Yeah, but I don't know. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm behind, so I don't know.
0: Actually, it's the episode that you saw. If you remember, the first scenes of the show take place in a brothel. I believe that's what they're talking about. Okay, sure. Because uh, the rest right. of the well, show that makes sense. There, there, there ain't no hooking up <laughs> in the rest of the show, so that would be the only thing I could think of.
3: Yeah, if that's the case, then I think it's fair to say that there was plenty of subtext in Jabba's palace in totally. Return of the Jedi. <laughs> to say that you know Boba Fett wasn't uh, walking around with those dancers and just uh, you know going out to tea. I don't think they were. Yeah. They, there was there was some uh, canoodling going on. So. Definitely,
0: definitely. Well, yeah. definitely stick with it, man. It's really good.
3: It is really good, yeah. at least
0: in my humble opinion. As the as the least Star Warsy guy on the show, mm-hmm.
3: I just I did want to mention also that uh, I have just started, and again in continuing my pattern of being far behind everyone else, I just started watching The Boys uh, with my son Jack, and uh, I'm liking it very much. Is this one you've watched? How old is Jack? Jack is a sophomore in high school. So oh boy! Let me tell you there. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. No, we've already had some... There's already been some... Now, Jack is a very old soul and he's a very mature uh, young lad. And I'm generally... His mom and I are both generally pretty loose when it comes to uh, what we allow him to watch. Very few restrictions. Um, Part of that is because... We're we're hip to the reality that every young person now is walking around with access to all the world's information, including all the world's pornography in their pocket. So, you know, it's a different we're not we're not keeping any secrets from our kids, folks. You know? Yeah. Uh, So but yeah, we're we're watching uh, the show. And and in the first season, there's a scene where one of the superheroes um, kills her landlord in a very graphic way. And uh, that was fun to watch with my teenage son, let me tell you.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's only going to get uh, more uncomfortable as the show goes.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'll, look, I'll look forward to that. He's yeah. already seen the whole thing. so Oh, yeah. So, so, okay, there's, there's well, then never like, mind. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I mean, he yeah, that 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 horse has left the barn. So it's, it's Got me. Got it. And he's very much enjoying me experience it as we go. He's probably enjoying his old man squirming, too, because you know, yeah. why not? Why, why wouldn't <laughs> totally. he? Totally. But – uh. But I like it. I think it's an interesting concept, and I think they're handling it uh, overall pretty well. So, uh, yeah, enjoying that one.
0: All the way through, I really enjoyed it. There, were some, there are some scenes that are just too gratuitously just cringy and violent that I couldn't take. So I fast-forwarded a couple of those in season three. Um, but okay. all in all, it is definitely a very interesting show, and I love it. I love it. I, loved yeah. the, I really loved how they left season three because we're going into season four – Uh, is going to be the final season. So, okay, yeah, Yeah. because I mean it's based on a comic book, and uh, I guess uh, well, I guess that doesn't matter anymore. Just look at Game of Thrones; they just make it up as they go along, anyway.
3: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it's just an interesting idea that you know the just I I never really thought about it, but it makes total sense to me that all of your superheroes would have deep mental health issues. Just because they're super here. I mean, <laughs> to live yep. in a world where you have all these capabilities that other people don't, that's a fascinating thing to explore. So I'm yep. enjoying it. Good, good. It, it, is, it
0: is excellent. And I, I do also recommend uh,
3: She-Hulk, Attorney at Law. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm one episode into that as well. Oh, so good. <laughs> it is so So far, good. so good, yeah. Yep. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, so let's do a little quick wrap up here uh, just because okay. we have to. So it looks like Cloudflare is, is going to start launching eSIMs to start protecting uh, cell phones from, like you know, the, basically the bare metal level, which is a pretty good idea.
3: Yeah, what I I don't I can't claim that I have a clear understanding of what's going on under the hood here. Do you? What I what I
0: believe they're trying to do because it is a little bit uh, confusing because they've got a couple things coming out. But with the eSIM, I believe they're basically going to be tracking all of the data from you know the the base. Uh, uh, transmission level instead of like going into a VPN and, and out from that, it's going to be tracking everything Hmm. that happens at the lowest level that they can get. So it's under a VPN Hmm. level. And, uh, I believe that that is going to be more secure because, you know, Cloudflare is pretty good at this kind of thing. They've been doing it for a long time. Yeah. yeah. Um, so this is just kind of like a, an under the sheets level. And they're going to also start doing things with carriers as well to be able to have, you know, tracking across the phone. So but the, the biggest thing is it's going to stop uh, SIM attacks. So, you know, that's the biggest okay. issue. So you can't do – you can't do a SIM swap attack like you can right now. Like I can call AT&T, pretend to be you, have them send me a new SIM card, pop it in my phone, and then then now I'm you, you know, and then I can use your two-factor and all that.
3: Yeah, that brings me to my next question, which is, you know, I just got an iPhone 14, which has an eSIM. It doesn't have a SIM card. So is is this the same eSIM that we're talking about here? Yeah,
0: I'm not exactly sure how it works myself because I haven't gotten one yet, you know how it works with the carriers, okay. but it would still be interesting if I have an another iPhone 14 that is eSIM right. capable and I send AT, like I call up at and I send them the my uh was it IMEI number, you know, my identifier yeah. for my phone and have them you know, issue me a new eSIM. Does that work? You know, since this stuff is pretty new, I haven't dug into the real
3: mechanics of it yet. I'm sure we'll get letters. But uh, please. <laughs> well, one of our listeners I know uh, who I follow on Twitter also got an iPhone 14. And, and he has um, installed multiple SIMs in his phone. So evidently the iPhones, I believe they can, they can store six, but two can be active at a time. Yeah. Which is great if you want to have a work phone and a home phone you know you to co-mingle the two i suppose that's a, a obvious use case there
0: or international travel so you have your your us right, right. esim and then you have your you know, your uk esim or your just your europe esim which would be right, really cool right yep so I'm, you know yep. i wish i still traveled i would go check it out but so, <laughs> as this stuff yeah. as this stuff progresses i think we'll get get a better understanding of it but it's interesting that cloudflare has jumped into this like you know out of the gate so It'll be a couple mm-hmm. months till it's out, but um, it's part of their whole zero trust platform that they're working on, right? Which is uh, sure. pretty awesome. Yeah, good for them. Pretty
3: awesome. So, just a couple of of quick things here that that I threw into the rundown. Um, the folks over at Skeptoid ran an article in the past week or so uh, called "How Your Smartphone Is Listening to You," and I put this in here for the sake of completeness, since it's, it is something that we have touched on. <sighs> repeatedly (laughs) ad nauseum (laughs) right the horse is well and truly dead (laughs) yes as and i will express my grumpiness that uh the the headline here is how your smartphone is listening to you and then the article is how your smartphone is not listening to you right (laughs) so it's 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 the it's the obvious clickbait of getting people to read the article but i will say that i think this is a good explainer if if this comes up and people say, "Oh, my phone's listening to me," you can send this to them. Oh, good. Uh, because it it really does lay it all out, and it explains the technical and you know what happens when you that you don't have to search for something. It could be someone in the same room as you, or you know, yeah, uh, all these things that we've talked about over and over and over again. But uh, it's interesting to me that this old chestnut keeps popping up. And I thought I would include it as much because the headline annoys me as anything else. But interesting article.
0: Yeah, no, we started. We've started to get uh, advertisements in the house about uh, radiation therapy because my little brother is a um, medical physicist. My dad came to visit me, and after he left, we started to get all of the ads for it. So it knew that he was, you know. He was adjacent to him, and then he was in proximity to me for a while and my roommate. So both my roommate and I started to get ads for what my brother does for a living because my dad came to visit.
3: Wow. Isn't that yep. crazy? There you go. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. It really is. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Uh, and then finally, uh, there's an article here. I, I, I'm not sure if you guys covered this already. This one's uh, from a week or so ago. Uh, this is the folks over at Petapixel. Um, and this is an individual who is searching public cameras, so your public security cameras, your your webcams that you can uh, get feeds of, to find where Instagram photos are being taken as they are taken. So, for example, you have an Instagram influencer who takes a picture of themselves – I don't know. Let's use something obvious like the Eiffel Tower, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, there yeah. you, you know where the Eiffel Tower is. But this person will – Uh, use some automation. They say that they're using some AI, who knows, um, that will find the public feed cameras to show you basically from the security camera. So imagine the the high wide shot of the influencer getting their picture taken for the pictures that they post on Instagram at the exact same moment from publicly available feeds. And I think this is fascinating chilling <laughs> yeah <laughs> interesting yeah. but it really is it's another example of the panopticon in which we live totally yeah i saw this we didn't we didn't actually cover it it kind of came in in
0: between cycles so we did we, we left it out but uh yeah um, no i'm glad you brought it up because
3: it is creepy as hell but not mm-hmm.
0: unexpected
3: no yeah i remember i think i talked i may have talked about it here i remember a couple years ago there was uh there was actually a shooting at uh our local mall. And uh, I saw a presentation from local law enforcement and they went through just all of the publicly available cameras that they were able to use to track the progress of the shooter from the moment that they left their house in the morning to when they visited the ATM, when they got breakfast at McDonald's, when they entered the mall. You know, It was just camera after camera with timestamps just showing the movement of this person mm-hmm. that law enforcement was very easily able to gather and then string together to make their case um, you know, this is along those lines and uh, I, I just think about sometimes as I'm do- going about my business the number of times that we're all on camera every day now and there really isn't any easy way to escape I, I suppose you could wear a disguise
0: no it's and you know we have this in the neighborhood people get their houses broken into all the times. They have the video of it but it's like it the the level of crime has to you know be raised at this point to find you know the the uh, wherewithal for law enforcement to actually get off their butts and actually do something we have all the footage now of everybody breaking the law but it's right. getting somebody to do something about it that's the problem
3: yeah I remember when I was a wee lad, I was probably 10 years old or so and uh, I had a, a moment uh, where I lost a little bit of my innocence because my bicycle was stolen and I expected that when we called the police that there was going to be a hard target search and you know, like they were mm-hmm. going to go door to door and they were going to find my bicycle and they were like – uh no, we'll, we'll we'll take a report, and if it shows up, you know, we'll let you know. Do you have the serial number? You know, basically, if if it gets mm-hmm. dropped on our laps, we may call you. Otherwise, you know, that's and that's the way it is these days. And I, I get it. You know, the law enforcement has lots to do, but uh, it's a shame. Yeah, here in L.A., they've just upped the amount
0: that uh, that uh, basically a, a misdemeanor is. It's like okay, you can still up to a thousand dollars, and we're not gonna we're not gonna bother with you. Over over wow. maybe it's like five thousand now, I forget they they raised the bar so they wouldn't have to actually keep going after people because if somebody now gets their phone stolen, you know that's almost grand theft because they're so expensive, oh yeah, you know, right. so they had to they had oh. to raise that number so they wouldn't have to like be going after every single person that had something stolen, Wow,
3: mm, one mm, mm. world
0: all right. That's it for All this right. week, Well, that's buddy. what I have. <laughs> I yep. hope you're. Yep. <laughs> I hope you're feeling a little less
3: grumpy. I am actually. Thank you very much. It was fun to come on and vent a little bit. Uh, I miss Brian, of course. Hopefully, he'll join us next week, and we'll do it again. Yes, sir. Closing
0: shout out over at Patreon. We have crickets
1: again. No actually, point. we we have worse than crickets. We have a bleeding, sucking, vacuous hole of people leaving. That makes me sad. It does make me sad because all the allegations were unfounded. Yeah. Not a word. Yeah. Patreon still solid and it's it's been great for us people.
0: Yeah. Yeah, really you just uh, uh yeah.
1: Patreon screwed the pooch on their own company.
0: Here's the here's the deal in the future. We fucked ourselves because we are the ones that p- reported on the Patreon uh, allegations. We're going to keep that shit on Discord on the future, and you guys can figure it out on your own because—
1: We're not going to mention if anybody's child porn anymore.
0: No, no, because you know what? You know what I lost this month? Uh, My car payment. So thank you. Thank you very much for everybody that left Patreon. What do we got over at PayPal? I'm just going to go cry.
1: Humphrey, Oliver, Charlie, Simon, and Matt, thank you all so much.
0: Thank you very
1: much. Over at Stripe, we've got Daryl, Ashley, Adam, Nick, and Anne. There you go. And we got a new five-star review to help heal the whole, the Patreon-shaped hole in my heart. Uh, Chris, who gave us five stars, love these grumpy old geeks. I don't like Star Wars, Star Trek, sci-fi novels, but I do love this show. It is the one show that I check my downloads hourly for on release day. That must be infuriating because Jason's all over the map. I'm so sorry. I've been in IT since the days of punched cards. These guys keep me up to date on the latest industry activity. A lot of stuff I never knew I wanted to know. Keep on grumping. Chris, just follow us on Twitter or, well, not Facebook because you'll never see a goddamn thing. Or Instagram or Discord Discord, because we post, uh, we always post as soon as it comes out. So you'll know then.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I've been trying to get everybody out as fast as possible, but you know, life happens. I, I do have ailments. <laughs> mm-hmm. And now now I have to go get that extra job because everybody left Patreon and literally I just lost my car payment this month. So thanks, everybody.
1: Yeah, you might have to downsize from your Jeep to a Yugo. No. I love my Jeep. I love my Jeep. And it's cheaper than your BMW, Evo, or even your, your little Mini, but... Yeah, it will be. My little, my little Mini is going to be exceedingly expensive.
0: Yeah, those minis are expensive, and but I got to say that it that had more uh, c- carrying capacity than my roommate's uh, Hummer H three. That's why. That's why well, you can you can it fit a time. lot
1: in those minis. I I like to call them my maxi pad. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, that's wrong. Uh, <laughs> that's yeah, very totally wrong. That's wrong. <laughs> uh, beer number two. Sad news. Uh, I'll, to report at the end of this, uh, it's not our fault because I don't think we've ever discussed him, but Coolio was found dead at age fifty nine.
0: I know that was so sad. So sad. And that we still don't have any cause of death, but uh yeah.
1: Not that I was a Coolio fan or anything, but uh those those benchmarks from our youth are starting to pass, which is very sad.
0: No, I thought he was a Until talented musician. Time. I, I and, and the only way I found out about found out about it was because Weird, Weird Al posted about it. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm like, oh. That is actually one of my favorite Weird Al uh covers that he ever did. Oh, it's actually. fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Amish Paradise was unbelievably funny. Yeah. Yeah, Bummer. Until next time, I'm Brian Schulmeister.
0: And I'm Jason DeFilippo. Thanks for listening to Grumpy Old Geeks. If you enjoyed the show, visit gog.show slash donate to help keep us... (laughs) Okay. Please, visit gog.show slash donate. And Patreon is still fine. It's fine. We get the same amount of money as if you went to PayPal, but you get extra stuff. So please, come back. Come back. Because, yeah, it it hurts. I mean, we are on the edge of the precipice for doing this show anyway, so we need you. Come back. Ah, You can also help us out by sharing the show with your friends and enemies. It's easy and absolutely free. Show notes for this episode are at GOG.show slash 572. From there, you can find links to everything we talked about in this episode, as well as links to our swag and Discord channel if you want to buy some stuff or chat with us and other show fans and talk about why you hate Patreon. But don't do that. Just sign up and give us a few bucks, please. You can also head over to gog.show slash contact and send us your feedback or questions that we can read on the air. And if you're so inclined, please head over to gog.show slash review and toss us a snarky review and preferably five stars. Stay grumpy!